And good morning and welcome to the BSA Capital 5-Minute Morning Miner. It's the 1st of September. Autumn has officially started. And this morning we've got Ollie because, well, autumn's officially started and Paul's having a tree cut down outside his house to make too much noise to record. Morning, Ollie. How are you? Hi, Andrew. Yeah, very well, thanks. You good? Uh, yes, not too bad. Actually I'm, uh, actually, I'm not sure if you did cycling this morning. It was a strong easterly wind, the headwind, which is always slightly annoying. Yeah, it's quite tricky this this week yeah there we go uh anyway let's turn to well, say turn to money yes let's turn to money these are pretty horrible markets though to be uh working in at the moment and uh, it was interesting that yesterday obviously we put out that fantastic news on tectonic gold stock price hardly moved uh, and yet you know the value created the company was you know in hundreds of percents in my view um but there you go that's the stock market for you uh how are we going to excite the listeners today ollie uh, well, there's there's loads of news out actually. Um, let's start with uh, Shanghai Mining Club member uh, Galane Lithium. Um, they've been doing some pump testing, which shows um, really quite impressive commercial flow rates and grades. Looking at the resource and things, they're 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 what you'd expect. But it's a reminder that this is one of the um top undeveloped lithium brine projects and um still entirely independent without a strategic partner but they were testing successfully at 17 to 20 milliliters per second um with grades between 800 and 930 milligrams a liter from one well and uh, a second one which they did consistently for 72 hours 20 litres per second at 945 milligrams a litre. Um, and but these are yeah top grades and, and and good flow rates. So more testing to come, but really confirming the the quality of this project. I think you hit the nail on the head that they are still completely independent. They don't even have one strategic shareholder. Uh, and I think if you were looking to get involved in a lithium play, you probably should be giving us a call um because maybe we can help you out and help them out no no need to say anything more than that i don't think um on that note swiftly moving ollie on ollie <laughs> um well in london uh rio tinto and turquoise hill look like they may be coming to the end of their saga with a best and final offer agreed in principle at 43 dollars a share which is um small premium well sizable premium to the um last close that i can see of 36 dollars a share for turquoise hill um although rio have benchmarked it back to march the 11th when they made their first offer um which was at 25 and a half dollars uh but 3.3 billion dollar valuation there um and that certainty in these markets is is probably going to be um attractive to shareholders even though this is dragged out for such a long time it does need ratification by shareholders uh with a two-thirds majority and that vote will probably come in in q4 um but it looks like this long-running saga might be coming to a close i think in these markets most people 
the nice cash offer and likely to take it. Uh, now, also staying in London, I know Paul would be wanting to talk about this one, Ollie, because he, he rather likes the diamond market. But we had uh, some uh, interims, interims, I think it was interims, um, from Gem Diamonds. Yeah, they were slightly off, though. Um, revenue was off slightly 100 million versus, I think, 105 million the year uh, in the first half last year. That looks like it's been caused by slightly weaker production although the product mix was pretty similar amongst the the size of the higher stones um that the weakness in production was actually at the smaller end um so that's why the the production volume impact is less than the the impact on the on the revenue but it has meant that uh ebitda has dropped quite significantly from 35 million down to 21 million um average realized prices were 1745 dollars a carat versus 1886 um year on year um they're talking about strong pricing but if you if you look at the the indexes from march diamond prices have been pulling back um so we'll see what happens in the next auction in in September. Um, but it looks like slightly trickier period for um, for Gem, possibly for some of the other diamond producers. You would think in the current environment. Sorry, you'd think in the current environment that uh, diamonds probably aren't an investor's best friend right now. Well, it's 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 a funny one because. At the sort of one carat level, you you do tend to get that sort of gearing to global economy. But when you're in the larger stone section, the um, exceptional stones, that's the sort of super rich and that runs in its own uh, atmosphere. Apparently uncorrelated to, to to economic trends. Well, that's probably true. Although there are probably less Russian oligarch buying big diamonds. Who knows? Um, <laughs> there we go. It's a funny game, diamonds and and gemstones. Full stop. It's a it's a very different sort of market to the rest of the commodity markets. Um, okay, what else would you like to have a quick mention on, Ollie? Um, first, Tin have had some numbers back from their. Uh, drilling since they've uh, IPO'd. Um, numbers look pretty impressive. 73 metres at 0.49% tin, um, which is a you know really thick intercept, and it's higher than the resource average of 0.27% tin. So you know, you're looking at expansion of the resource, a potential high-grade core, um, and also with that sort of thickness underground, possible um, bulk mining, which would obviously be cheaper than um, than cut and fill or or some other targeted selective underground mining method. Um, but that's pretty encouraging. Yeah, I mean, at first instance, it's a pretty good business thing, isn't it? And I mean, it, it, the fundamentals of the tin market haven't really changed. It's just that you know. 
um, all the all the frothers come out of it. Perhaps when we first tin floated it, I think it was uh, around 30p or something. Uh, certainly it opened up at that about in April. Now down to 13p. I mean, you know, the market's just gone right off it. But as I say the fundamentals haven't really changed. Uh, I think we remain still pretty excited about anybody who can find a good tin mine. Yeah, and I mean, tin's obviously a lot smaller market. Um, so the, the the trading in in smaller volumes makes a bigger difference in the price compared to some of the others um, that are exchange trading this year. You've had the impact of um, sort of commodity funds and things that are, are passive buyers buying into the um, smaller metals like tin because the price was going up so high. But then it's it's been a hindrance on the downside of they sold off so much quicker for the same reason. Mm. Oh well. Um, anything else you want to mention this morning? Well, as you say, there's lots of little snippets and things, but um, any others? You want to... Probably about it. Yeah, everything else is 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 quite small. Um, we could be here all day going through all the little bits. Well, if anybody wants to talk a little bit, then just contact us directly. But we'll call it a day there. And uh, tomorrow's the end of the week, so we're at least getting there. Thanks, Ollie. Cheers.